Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sisterino back with you to talk about week six of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. A lot to talk about. We uh, met a new couple or at least half of a couple or maybe the whole couple uh, here this week. And we're going to talk about it here with a man who watches everything that goes on in the 90 Day Universe. Please welcome in Puya, the hitman Zambakili. Hey, thank you for having me back, Rob. I'm very excited to talk about all this. I don't know about the Hitman, uh, but I mean, it's a new nickname. I will take it. Uh, <laughs> fun episode, though. Fun episode. Uh, we Depends met a new who you person. Ask. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I uh, I don't know. What did you feel about the episode? I mean, I think that was fun for us. Uh, maybe not for all the people on the show. I don't think it was super fun for Gino. <laughs> it's never fun for them. Not, but not a great Gino. week for Mike. Mike had an L. Gino took an L. Um, I, I think new man Ben is going to take a huge mm-hmm. one. Hamza. Mm-hmm. None of the men. None of the men had yeah. a victory this Memphis game. Memphis got week. some L's also this week. Yeah. Also, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, a lot to break down. Uh, Puya, how have you been this week? I've been good, Rob. I've been good. Um, this past week, I had a lot of fun with my streaming. And continuing that trend this week and, you know, kicking it off with the podcast is always a good way to start. So, can't complain. Okay. All right. Puya, we have a new person to talk about, and that is Ben. And uh, I guess the couple is technically Ben and Mahogany. That's right. Benjamin and Mahogany. Uh, Benjamin's 52 from Michigan. Okay. He's all about fitness. And Mahogany is a woman he has met through the internet, who hails from Peru. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So excited, excited to talk about Ben. Uh, this is a brand new story. I uh, got a lot of setup. I think that there is a great history on 90 Day Fiance of the person who comes in sort of like uh, six weeks in. You know that this is going to be very messy and maybe uh, might burn bright and hot and fast. Yeah, very short and sweet potentially here with Ben. I mean, especially with the cast this stacked, I'm surprised we get a Benjamin this late. But also after hearing the story, uh, my surprise evaporated very quickly, Rob. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about Ben. Uh, Ben is a fitness model, but I guess he's got sort of like a dad strength fitness model. Yeah, it's like he doesn't have the dad bod. It's he's a little bit more shredded than that. Mm-hmm. But turns out that recently, 
Um, he had been offered a position as as a fitness model, and that's what he's been doing these last couple of years. So yes. he loves taking care of his body. He loves taking care of his body. Uh, we see him uh, then measuring his body fat with uh, calipers. Did Did you catch the reading there? I cannot say that I did, Rob. Did you catch that? Twenty four percent, I think, is what he said. Uh, that's a, that sounds that sounds high. I'm not sure if he knows how to use those correctly. Yeah, because I thought I thought you know we're talking single digits is impressive. Twenty four doesn't sound. Imp- I feel like I have twenty four percent. Yeah, right? yeah. I kind of feel like that if you can, uh, if they're taking pictures of you to see your abs, I, I think that twenty four percent, I think, isn't getting it done. Right. So I don't know. I think he read it wrong because I, he doesn't seem like he's got that 24% and that modeling body. So yeah. who knows? Yeah. Who knows? And we can sort of, do, sort of do the simple math here because uh, that he weighed, what, 200 pounds? 203. 203. Yeah. And so if basically his body fat is close to 25%, does he seem like he's carrying 50 pounds of body fat to you? No. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so whatsoever. Hey, this is not a fitness podcast. I'm just uh, like uh, something that I, I look based on what we know about Ben. I'm just saying perhaps he d- is not reading the instruments correctly. Yeah, no. And, and you are 100 percent right. This isn't a fitness podcast. It's more of a finesse podcast in that everyone's finessing each other um, on these shows. But no, I mean, I think he read him wrong. Um, but, you know, he's a fit guy. So I'll give him that. OK. All right. Ben grew up in, he says, sort of like a cult. Yeah. Cult adjacent. Cult adjacent. The literal, I I rewound a couple of times to make sure I write it word for word. He said that he was part of a fringe religion of a mainstream Baptist denomination like a cult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sounds exciting. I mean, so far, so good, right? I'm excited mm-hmm. to hear more about this man, Ben, 52-year-old from Michigan. What yeah. else does he have to offer? Okay, so Ben got involved with a woman who uh, was also in the you know pseudo-cult. Yeah, so he ended up becoming a pastor, and he met someone through his community and married that person and then proceeded to have four kids with the mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he has four kids and then what happened? They were they were having marital issues and they left the the cult or uh they uh left the cult and then proceeded to have marital issues. So it sounds like they left the cult in an attempt to save the marriage, yeah. but then after he says after 24 years of neglect we filed for divorce. It sounds like the love was long gone mm-hmm. in this marriage. Mm-hmm. Puya, I'm reading between the lines here, but I'm suspecting that Ben's ex-wife maybe didn't want to leave the cult. Ooh, I mean, we did see her a little later and we heard words like resent. So Mm -hmm. potentially maybe you think he forced their hand at the move out and then it caused more friction. I'm wondering that I feel like that Ben had a little bit of like uh, Ben is restless. Okay. Uh, he's like, uh, I'm not happy here. I think we need to leave the cult. I think that that that's what this marriage needs. Like, okay, fine. Let's leave the cult to save the marriage. And then they got out of the cult and then he's like, eh, you know, I'm still not feeling this. I think we're, we need to split up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the repositioning is. Like, could someone re-enter the cult after they've left the cult? She I don't know what probably the shunned. 
Because I oh, think yeah, in the cult, I think if you get divorced, uh, you are going to. I think that like in the cult, I think they told you if you get divorced, well, you go into a pit of fire, and then he's like, "Well, I've got to get out of the cult before I get the divorce." Uh, so then they left the cult, and then uh, maybe then he said, "Okay, oh great, now we can do the divorce." Uh, mm-hmm. And now I think the ex-wife is maybe like, "Well, now what am I supposed to? Do? I can't go back to the cult and the pit of fire." Right. And he used this word that I had to look up to learn about. Uh, He said that if you didn't obey, you were castigated Mm -hmm. and shunned. So apparently castigated is... Like shut out, right? Yeah. Reprimand someone severely. Yeah. 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 Um, All right. So he also got a motorbike. Uh, He says, uh, I know it might seem like I'm having a midlife crisis, but that's definitely not the case. Yeah, definitely someone who was in a religious setting, in a cult setting, leaving it, getting divorced, and then getting a bike does not scream midlife at all, mm-hmm. whatsoever. He's also right. Dating a uh, 24-year-old uh, that they met on a dating app. Yep, yep, definitely mm-hmm. all healthy. Are, Just, those yeah. are no way that is, if you look up midlife crisis in the dictionary, that is not what you would find. No, no. The only thing he was missing was a motorcycle jacket, which I did not see. Okay. All right. Um, So Ben got on a dating website and he met the most remarkable woman uh, that he got a post uh, from Mahogany. Yes. So he said he had a bunch of failed relationships and then he, quote, took a year and a half off dating. And then Mahogany actually liked a bunch of his modeling photos and then he slid in the dms with a wave with a wave and she hit him back and then he says and we've been talking every day for the last 115 days boom 115 days rob that's less than four months Mm -hmm. yeah 115 day fiance that's all it took yeah and so he's hooked they are Mm -hmm. soulmates Yep. And and she has a love for the Lord, which he felt like he doesn't yes. get often. And he also did mention that, you know, he with the dating stuff that didn't work out, he had said that he wants to wait before marriage and okay. that you know they have to love the Lord. And she's checking those boxes, Rob. Mahogany, tick, tick, tick. No <laughs> boom yet. No, no, that's different. Okay. Yeah. So she one time told him Benjamin, you deserve to be loved. And that was just the best thing that she could say. He makes it sound like he's never heard that. 52 years, he's never heard that? I doubt it. I Either that or I'm just sad for him that he's not heard anyone say that to him before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're going to see uh, Ben get together with his friends. Okay. And it seems like a cool friend group. Yeah. I mean, uh, we met, what, Charlie, Jason, mm-hmm. Jessica. They're at some brunch spot. Everything looked great. They seemed like nice people. The core four. Yeah. And so, hey, uh, guess what, everybody? Uh, I am talking to somebody online. Like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Tell us more. Tell us more. Um, she lives in Peru. We've been talking for three months, and she's a little bit younger. Just a little. A little bit. A little bit. How young? 24. Yeah. So the age difference is 28 years of difference yep meaning the age difference is bigger than her age which you know is a lot is that Uh, is that frowned upon i mean i don't 
know about frowned upon. His friends were frowning upon it a whole lot, though. They were like, what are you doing, sir? Mm -hmm. Stop it. Well, we're going to find out over the course of meeting Ben that um, this is uh, not the first sort of um, interesting situation uh, Ben has put himself in. He recently, uh, his last like serious romantic interest was also a younger woman who was 28, who we find out later, uh, wanted to him to distance himself from his family. But I, what I can say in Ben's defense is she was actually, in fact, a real person. She was a real person. He had met her months after the divorce. Mm hmm. And they had gotten engaged, but then she wanted the distance. He was not willing to give her the distance. But in fact, she was a real human woman. Okay. All right. Well, she was real. Now, also, there was another time when he also got catfished by a man. That that is also a thing that happened. Okay. Yes. You know, he's batting 500. Still pretty good. That's that you bat 500 in baseball. Puya, you were going to the Hall of Fame. True, true, but also. And his first wife was a real woman. So that's by batting 666. Oh, Mark of the Beast. Watch out. Uh oh. <laughs> Don't tell the cult. Well, most people, Rob, are batting 100 as far as dating a non catfish. That doesn't happen often. Not everybody. Not everyone. Not mm-hmm. everyone. But um, so he has been catfished before. And obviously that makes his friends a little bit shifty about the fact that he's met someone online only 115 days. And then they start poking him. Mm -hmm. They start poking him with some questions. Well, have you video chatted? Yes. No, Uh, I've not video chatted, but there's a good reason. She's shy. Good enough reason for me. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. That's a it's in this day and age with this technology. That's a huge red flag. Because mm-hmm. yes, in fairness, in fairness, there are a lot of twenty four year old women who are model actress types who are very shy and very good at using filters on their phone, but also very shy and don't want to appear on uh, FaceTime on 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 a phone. That's fair. That's fair, but mm-hmm. we also have to look at the nature of this relationship. Sounds like they're very close. And my next question would have been, are you getting voice notes? Because in the voice notes are very important. Okay. In the voice notes. He said no, he has spoken to her on the phone twice. Twice in 115 days. That's so, not a good record. Rob. That's not a good record, but I will say, um, the is at least I have spoken on the phone twice is something. It is something, but all that could potentially confirm is that one of two things. Either this person's very tech savvy and was able to morph their voice to sound different, or they are indeed a, a human woman. And at least he knows he's not getting catfished in that sense, but he still doesn't necessarily know mm-hmm. if mahogany is mahogany. Or maybe it's a scenario of it's like, hey, I got a live one on the line. Can you talk to this guy for five minutes? Yeah, just jump on Fiverr. You're like, mm-hmm. I need you to talk to someone on the phone for me for like two minutes. 15 bucks. Is that cool? Yes. <laughs> sure. Sure. All right. So talked on the phone. Okay. Uh, but she sent me a video. Uh, like, oh, okay. Can we see the video? 
Mm-hmm. With, with that, the, the the prosecution uh, would like to uh, submit uh, the video as Exhibit A. Mm-hmm. Put it in the evidence. Okay. It's like, well, of course. Like, obviously, uh, I have a video. Here's here's the video. <laughs> this was the shadiest video that I, I've ever seen. That the video was like, hi, this is mahogany. That was it. It was a vine. It was not a TikTok. It was a full-on seven-second vine. All she said was, it's mahogany. It could have been anybody. There was no personal names mentioned. There was no today's date. Nothing. Yeah, like this is like somebody's vlog that <laughs> was just like somebody's TikTok that they just uh, sent this man. I think, I think that this is a video that whoever is playing mahogany has that they've cut up and it's just like the intro like you said it could be a youtube video that they just took the beginning of and and used but that was enough for ben rob he fully mm-hmm. is like that's it i have proof i'm good i'm content yeah he's like see this is a video and like uh, i don't know about this video okay how about this ben has she asked you for any money because usually when it's a shady catfish situation they're gonna ask you for money ben says no absolutely not but she asked for a loan that's different that's not free money puya you have to pay back your loan so technically that's fair how much was the loan for oh one thousand dollars means great yeah it's good yeah I mean, so far, I mean, though, I mean, just getting scammed for a thousand dollars. I mean, he's doing, he's doing, he's doing okay right now. Yeah. If this person is using this mahogany character to scam like four other people for a thousand, that's not bad change. So actually the fact that it's a smaller amount makes me more concerned and, and sure that this is someone who is a professional at catfishing. Um, Start small. Yeah. Everyone at this table, except for Ben, is now concerned even more Mm -hmm. that this is in fact a fake person trying to get you to give them money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, friends are very concerned. We think you're getting scammed. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm, you know, I, I, I can, I can assure you that I'm not, uh, even though I have been catfished before (laughs) by a man just as, you know, doesn't mean it's happening again. This is different. He literally said, I think she's my soulmate. Mm-hmm. So, okay. All right. So, Puya, let's get Ben's family back in the mix because uh, he's going to tell the kids. But unfortunately, also, uh, Ben's ex wife is coming along and mm, she seems like uh, that, you know, she might put a damper on the celebration. <laughs> Yeah, when the ex-wife pulls up, you can tell he is not happy about this because about he was going to tell his kids about mahogany today, and now the ex-wife's here who's not happy with him already. No. And her vibe isn't like, hey, let's party. No, she does not give me party vibes at all. No, at all. no, uh, definitely <laughs> not. Uh, so he says the relationship with his ex is cold. That's putting it lightly, mm-hmm. I feel like. It was a little bit more than cold. It was freezing. Yeah, yeah. Call her Elsa. Mm-hmm. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so they're going to have a, a, a big uh, dinner. What, we have hot dogs? 
Yeah, I mean, you said big dinner. It was hot dogs. They were mm-hmm. having hot dogs, um, which, again, you throw hot dogs on the grill. They're not bad. I'll have one. Not for bad, sure. but I feel like that's like a, like a warm up. How many hot dogs are we having? Right. But also, how ma- is that all our, our guy Ben can make? I don't think we've seen him chefing up. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. OK, um, so he says grace uh, and then has an announcement to make about. Hey, everybody, I have a new uh, relationship and she lives in Peru and she's 24 and it goes over amazing. They sound very keen. Um, The youngest, Joy, asked for a picture he shows her a picture of mahogany and the youngest like, that's fake. That is not a real person. <laughs> that's the fakest picture I've ever seen. And Loki, I trust if a teenager tells me something's fake, I trust them. They know better. They know better. They know better, certainly, uh, than Ben in his 50s, who was in the cult for his whole life and uh, maybe like not super savvy with the tech. Right. And the... Ben, and who's you know, been catfished before? He his, his again his stats not looking good for him knowing what he's saying. And then I feel like Ben just you know he speaks stuff that are red flags, but I don't think he's recognized them. So he tells them, yeah, like she's not met any of you before, but she loves all of you and she's praying for you. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you see that that you're being told exactly what you want to hear with that? Like, she has no idea who your family is, right? But it's like, oh, I mean, I guess I guess she's praying for me. Um, uh, all right. I guess I, I was going to say she's fake, but now uh, she says she's praying for me. So, um, hmm. Um, Ben's ex says, um, boy, um, this sounds a lot like the last one that was 18 mm-hmm. years younger than you. Like, no, no, this is different. This one's fake. This one's a catfish. So. Yeah, see, th- that was a real woman who was 28. This is a fake catfish who's 24. So it's actually a lot different. Man. It's like, would, would you rather have a real person that you're engaged to who doesn't want you to be with your family or a fake person who wants to be with your family but doesn't exist? Mm. Which would you rather? I think that if I was uh, the ex-wife... I think I would rather uh, him being catfished by the fake person as opposed to a real 28 year old who was telling him to disassociate from the family. Because then at the end of all of this, she gets to dunk on him like you idiot, you stupid moron that you got fooled again by a catfish that you uh, are like a child. You are you are incapable of uh, being uh, by yourself. See, you need parental I, supervision, Ben. You need to be back in the cult. <laughs> if I'm the ex-wife, now I'm partying. Now it's turned to a party. I'm excited. Yes. My ex-husband's a dumbass. And like, I can't <laughs> wait to meet her. <laughs> Bring her Cheers. over. Yeah. Hot dogs with the family. Let's, let's all get together. Bring her here. <laughs> Let me see her. And knowing what little we know about Ben, you know, if that was uh, her response, he'd be like, they're so supportive of me. They want mm-hmm. me to find love. He's he might be the dumbest person on this cast. And we've just met him. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of dummies on this cast, Rob. Yeah. Um, 
Ben, you know, feels very much like this is, you know, God is putting him in this path. Uh, and the ex-wife is like, yeah, was God leading you in the direction of the 28-year-old? Said, no, no, no. Okay, that one, I got it. That one was my bad. Okay, that one, I, I misread the signals on that one. Yeah, tune in to CBS next uh, fall when Ben is the lead in God Ghosted Me. Because <laughs> there is zero guidance here for this man. God is not going to give him a wave. God mm-hmm. is not sliding the DMs. Yeah, it's God Ghosted Me, then season two, God Blocked Me is what's mm-hmm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can't wait to see where we're going with Ben. It looks like, Puya, that next week Ben is going to get to the airport. And then it seems like he's going to get a message. uh, Actually, don't come. Right. Don't show up. Um, And, you know, this is funny because I mentioned this last week, but there is a person from the last season of Before the 90 Day named David who was in a very similar position to Ben where like there wasn't a video chatting, nothing like that with his person. And we were all convinced that it was a catfish. And then 10 episodes go by and he meets her in Ukraine. Actually, you know, ghost town in Ukraine and finally meets her randomly. I think off of that, because that became one of the most viral parts of the show. I could see the producers tracking down Mahogany. If Mahogany is a real person that may not know who he is. So we'll have to wait and see with him. But Ben is just going to be fodder and he's going to be shining bright and dumb the whole way through. And I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... We'll see uh, what comes on with Ben, but I'm so happy for Ben to be thrown into the mix here. I think he was needed. I think he's a he's a fun, he's good comic relief. Um, <laughs> in, in, the, in a sea of like, I'm sad for this person, that person, Ben is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we need more fools on uh, the 90 Day Fiance universe. Always. Yes. And fools who feel very confident in what yes, they're doing. That's yes. What we need. This is absolutely uh, my soulmate. And I'm definitely not doing the thing that everybody knows is happening to me. That is definitely is definitely not happening. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Puya, why don't we take our first break? Uh, when we come back, uh, should we check in with uh, Caleb and Alina? I know Elijah wants to, so we should too. Yes, okay. Let's spill the tea, the Tabasco spice coming up right after this. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Puya. Let's talk Caleb and Alina. And it, once again, it's the morning after. Right. And this time, the deed was done, Rob. It happened. It was yes. brought in. Yep, it was signed, sealed, and delivered. They they did the thing. And we kind of dive into the pillow talk, the post-pillow talk of, you know, how was it? Was it good for you? And and all of that fun stuff that is great to talk about on a pod. Yeah, so uh, how was the sex? Uh, and, you know, C- Caleb is uh, kind of getting uh, into the play-by-play here. And... 
Uh, there's a lot of things you can do, but I guess some things you can't do. Uh, some of the positions are not as great. Yes. So we learn that um, based on their sex capade, there were some lear- some on, you know, the duty learning that that Caleb found that, oh, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. And, you know, some moments that Alina felt a little bit awkward with him and didn't want to maybe speak too much because she didn't want to take him out of the mood. So there was a lot of silently figuring out how to enjoy one another for them by the sounds of it. And obviously we hear Caleb describe all of this and Caleb doesn't do a great job of, you know, always talking about this stuff, the nicest, but um, (laughs) if we dissect all the stuff, he was trying to learn essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, He tells us how, you know, there's a thing where, you know, you could be, really good at the sex uh but when you're with uh, a little person it's almost like you're a virgin again yes which i'm assuming that was what the song was about right yes mm-hmm. like the very first time <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean to me that's what it is right it's like it sounds like he he felt like he had to relearn all the all the moves the bad moose and the good moose. And the slam tea of it all. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of the slam tea, uh, like there's a lot of good questions. Like, does she like being thrown around? Right. That was actually asked. Um, mm-hmm. Caleb also asked, I didn't hurt you, did I? And Alina was like, no, I liked it. It was good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how much does he need to throw her around? I don't know. I don't know what Caleb's like moves are. And I, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to know to be clear, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it sounds like he, he does it. He, he likes it a little rough. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, they are fig- they're learning uh, on the fly. Yeah. They're learning, you know, and that's the thing is like, you know, everyone learning. likes it differently and in a different way so you gotta you know you you learn you learn each other's you know desires as you go along yeah you know the brain is the biggest sex organ of the mall puya that that's communication communication is key rob mm-hmm. key to everything yes okay so um they're gonna go on they brush their teeth and uh you know uh going to uh, go out for a day at the uh, Turkish Grand Bazaar. Is, is this a, a, a big uh, a big thing? I had never heard of this before. Yeah, a uh, bazaar in, in Farsi is literally like a market. So mm-hmm. this is a very nice, what looks to be like a shopping district, like a little bit traditional shopping district in Turkey that they're going to. And they're going to go with Elijah because Elijah's leaving in two yeah. days. So they're going to be left alone after that. They hype the this up. Like this seemed like that this could be like a spot on the amazing race. The teams will head to the Turkish Grand Bazaar, where they'll have to find a candy amidst all of the charismatic vendors. Or they have to find this specific place and have a tea there mm-hmm. and then say these three words to the to mm-hmm. the shop owner. Yeah. In the detour, uh, Disco Stick, the teams will have to uh, navigate something that they've never done before or... Uh, <laughs> Um, I looked it up with the alternative for disco stick. They actually did go to Istanbul's grand bazaar in amazing race 21. Okay. There you go. You nailed it. All right. (laughs) So, uh, Caleb 
By the way, uh, Caleb uh, is, uh, I think we've probably talked about this before. Uh, Seems like uh, he's struggling with the mask. Yeah, I don't think he quite um, utilizes it proper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, All right. So Elijah and Alina sit down together and Elijah says, okay, spill the tea. The tea was hot. Yes. And wait, before we get in there, it's because on the cab ride over to the market, um, Elijah asked Alina, how was your sleep? And she was like, well, we didn't really get much of that. Yes. And yes. Like, all right. Oh, yeah. no, uh, and then when no, they got the Turkish coffee guy was like, uh, this coffee is going to have uh, you, you will not be able to get any sleep. And she's like, oh, we, we should get more of that. It's like, all right. Um if anyone didn't know, these two had sex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We're going to let everybody know. Yeah. Okay. From the rooftops. Okay. All right. So spill the tea. Elijah wants to know. How was it? Spicy. Like Tabasco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the word they used. And Rob, are you a hot sauce guy? I feel like we've talked about this with Tariq before, yeah. but let's re- refresh. I am not. I'm really just, I mean, you could imagine that. Uh, imagine my palate is just like so bland, not spicy <laughs> at all. I mean, you could probably, if you would have guessed, right? I don't know, Rob. You, I could see you eating hot wings. Like I could see that. No, I'll. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't mind a wing, but I feel like I like something that's like uh, a little bit more on uh, the mild, like barbecue side, mm. as opposed to uh, stuff that's real hot. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Then I will speak on on behalf of the spicy. You're level. a hot sauce guy. R- big hot sauce guy. Hella Tabasco. hot sauce. Chili ghost pepper, burn your mouth off, Rob. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So Tabasco's not that spicy, but I figured what they were. I picked up what they're putting down, right? They're talking about how it was very, very spicy night because initially no, Elijah's like, yeah. yeah. Elijah's like, so did you kiss or did you go deeper? And his words, not my words. Yes. Yes. And that's when she gives us the infamous line. Yeah. I took a ride on his disco stick, Elijah. What else do you want? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then. Uh, they sort of pivot, go into more serious talk uh, than that. I thought they would have probably gone into a little bit more details of uh, all that. But Alina would like Caleb to talk about things a little bit more seriously. Yeah. And and this, the pivot really goes even deeper. Um, not the deeper, deeper from easy, last night. Easy. <laughs> Elijah kind of puts Alina on the spot a little bit and says, well, have you told him about your ex yet? Has that been revealed yet that you lived mm-hmm. with him? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Alina's like, well, no. Yeah. And Elijah kind of steps and says, well, do you want me to do it? Cause I'll do it. And she's like, no, he has to hear it from me. And this Rob was a great indicator. These two's friendship is they're very, like they share everything with each other. That's why they're so open about all this stuff out here. Uh, so, so open that he would be willing to do this for her. Yeah. Um, Puya, where do you think we're going with Alina's ex? Uh, because I feel like in the vacuum of on the scale of 90 day fiance, I have a secret. I need to tell my partner about this thing. I feel like that on, uh, I'm trying to think of what the index is of the, like, uh, 
Um, I had an operation and I can't have kids to, uh, I guess that's probably on the higher side of like big, uh, big bombshells to, uh, you know, I've, uh, I've been divorced in the past. Um, well, I think it was more on the tame side. I feel like this is more on the, on the low side of like that. Uh, I was living with my ex, uh, when we first started talking. Well, I feel like that depends on who you ask, right? Because, if, if someone is a jealous type or a possessive type, they can't handle this kind of news. They'll feel very much like, oh, wow, like you kept this from me. You were probably doing something with them that if that's why, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it varies on the person. But I think this trope we see a lot on 90 Day of I'm not going to say anything because I want them to still like me and, and not to ruin anything. So we're going to form this very intimate bond and then I'll tell them. Yeah. Here's my prediction, Puyo, though. Tell me. Okay, so, I, so I think this is like minor on the scale of 90 Day Fiance bombshells. However, however, I think your guy Caleb here, he is looking for an out, looking for an exit, and will use this as... Uh, you were dishonest with me. I that that's going to be, you know, I thought we were, I was uh, about to commit myself to this relationship and every is going to make you all your dreams come true. And I was about to put my life on hold to completely uh, give myself up to you, but you were dishonest with me and I just can't be with that kind of person. I a hundred percent co-sign this. First of all, uh, he's not my guy. So don't say <laughs> your, your guy, Caleb. <laughs> I let you go on for a minute, but don't you dare put that on me. I'm not going to forget that. Um, <laughs> so I hundred percent think that Gaslighty Caleb will use this to his advantage, mm-hmm. and it all will be in his court. And I think he'll utilize it. He's he reminds me a little bit of of someone that you've not met who was on another season of Before the 90 and on this season of The Single Life, uh, Jesse. Yeah. And that Jesse was the same where he's everything's good until the counterpart does something and then they use that as ammo for the future. Yeah. This is the thing where you uh, you were looking for a reason to do this anyway and then you glom on to anything. This is like Kyland of, oh, I have to vote out Tiffany now because uh, she uh, I was supposed to get the HOH and then she didn't let me have it and that proved to me that that's, she was dishonest to me so this, she has to go first out of the cookout. Right, right. And, and I think that... Um, when that happens on the show, mm-hmm. it's going to be fireworks mm-hmm. and it'll be interesting to see where we all land on the Caleb VL. I've seen some stuff, Rob, uh, about Alina and her, some of her social media activity in yes. the past. And it's not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that came to light this week. But so I think the internet has kind of soured on Alina a little bit, mm-hmm. but then it's Caleb. So yeah, Caleb's never going to have the, um, the, the high ground either. So We'll have to wait and see with them. I still think Elijah's my favorite part of this couple, and I'm going to be sad when Elijah leaves in two mm-hmm. days. Yeah. I mean, we're just going off of what we're seeing here on the show in terms of right. following this storyline, but uh, that that that's going to be my prediction. It will be uh, great, I think, then. I think then Elijah and then Maria are probably going to just uh, read Caleb pretty good before he gets out of Turkey, but other than that, I feel like that this is where this is going. 
I think how you're, can we I think make you're a life on the together right when you were dishonest with me? It makes me think that maybe, you know, you don't really care about me because all my relationships are built on honesty and openness and integrity. And it's just, this is not the kind of a situation that I want to be in. Yeah. We can't build a house when the foundation is, <laughs> yeah, is rough. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's what's going on with uh, Caleb and Alina. Um, let's talk about Memphis and Hamza. Please. Okay. All right. So this was a speaking of a relationship, uh, built on lies. Uh, we're going to get to, uh, some, some heavy stuff with Memphis and Hamza. Memphis has had cool. What a trip for Memphis. I think this is nothing like what Memphis thought this trip was going to be. Um, first of all, we, we find out that, uh, her, her stomach has not been in a good place. Yeah, I was going to say that, uh, do you think that emotionally Memphis is feeling blocked? I think physically and emotionally, <laughs> yeah. she uh, needed the restroom, Rob. <laughs> she was backed up. This, this was a scene that I, I mean, I, I'm not tapped into, uh, what's going on at Memphis's house. But I, I have to think that Memphis must have been mortified. Uh, this is in the 90 Day Fiance episode. It is not great. It is not great. She has to use the bathroom and and Hamza, you know, kind of chills with her uh, during it. Mm-hmm. And I felt very awkward. I mean, yeah, and and this goes on and on. So, uh, she is she needs to use uh to use the restroom. Okay, uh, she needs she needs Hamza to uh, help her get to the facility. Uh, My stomach hurts. Sorry. Can we go poop? Uh, is there a bathroom? Why, baby? Why? Do you see why, baby? Why? <laughs> yeah. Why do you need the bathroom? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. All right. So they get, they get her to her, her, a restroom. Uh, and then 90 day fiance, you, you could turn the camera off, right? Leave her alone. Let her, let her use the facilities. They have a camera on the bathroom door. Hums is sitting right at the door, like cheering her on yeah. almost. Yeah. Do, was, I, do, you, do you want the playback on this? Yes, please. Okay. All right. Maybe. Yes. It's okay. Yes, I'm still pooping. Uh-huh. Good job. Ah, no, not yet. Um- Good job. <laughs> it's so awkward. Now, okay, the one scenario I will say, perhaps, is is there not a lock on this door? Is Hamza guarding against uh, a, a walk-in? It's possible there's no lock on this door. It's very possible there's no lock on this door. But then what I would argue is you could have turned off her mic at least. Why is she <laughs> mic'd up still? And 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 why is Hamza like be on your phone? Just you know He is on his phone for the record. But but he's paying attention and mm-hmm, I don't like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost baby. <laughs> Finish it. <laughs> Me done. Uh. And she comes out. <laughs> she's she's holding her stomach. Uh, this is like uh, the scene in Aliens where the thing like came out of uh, like she's like, like she's been shot. Yeah, like 
So based on the noises, they got me. <laughs> I thought I misread the situation based on the, I thought she's going to come out feeling like a whole new person. Like she needed this, but she comes out like Huge. sounding like it was worse. Um, somehow. And I mean, I feel bad for her because you're still trying to, again, this all, we're talking about first impressions, Rob. If either of us had a similar, um, if, if the first time I'm meeting Liana, I'm coming out of the bathroom like this, I don't think there's a second date. I think it's done. Like it's, it's bad. No, no, she's not that vain, Puya. Come on. No, she is. She's a scientist. But I'd be self-conscious, though. (laughs) So she comes out. And then, uh, all right. That uh, Hamza is going to get her uh, a drink. They get, like, an orange juice uh, that uh, Hamza is, like, feeling like this is going to be a big hit. Uh, Memphis doesn't seem too crazy about it. Yeah, he was like, good? She was like, okay. It's okay. Yeah, Yeah, fine. Storage juice, anyway. If if that's truly what it is, it's fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Maybe she needs to increase her uh, fruit and vegetable intake uh, on this trip. Puya, yes. No, go ahead. Let's (laughs) talk about Memphis's past. Yes. So we find out that after the exchange they had the previous time with Hamza's mom, Hamza has got to thinking. Yeah. Hamza's realized, I don't know a lot about Memphis's past. So I need to ask about this past and I need Mm -hmm. Memphis to tell me about this past. And, you know, Memphis takes this opportunity to rob and opens up about her mom and dad, Mm -hmm. which is the questions that Hamza asked. And I felt like they were getting closer here. I felt like everything was on the right track. I mean, God forbid they talked about any of this stuff in the, you know, uh, months and months that they have been chatting online. But uh, like, let's yeah, let's let's uh, get into it now. Um, We're getting one call a day. We're using it for sexy time. Okay, (laughs) Big boobies. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. All right. So. Now, but now I guess forced to, you know, okay, we don't have uh, a room. Uh, you know, honestly, if I was Hamza's mom, maybe I'm going to take the computer out of his room. <laughs> Why is that? What, what is he doing online? You think he's doing other stuff online while Memphis is there? Hmm. No, I mean that I, I the leading up to this, where we now we have the uh, Memphis is here. If uh, if I'm mom and I'm frowning on this relationship, maybe it's uh, he's going to take the computer away. I mean, listen, we, in our house, um, I remember my dad was like, all right, we're we're getting you, you to a computer, but we're going to put it in the living room. Okay. And me and my sister hated this because it's just like it's there. And, and the way they placed this computer, it was like yeah. you walk into the living room, you see the screen. And it was like, listen, we don't want this for nefarious purposes, but like, let us chat with our friends in peace. Like, that mm-hmm. would be very nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that was uncommon. I think that, 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 uh, that's been an evolution of like the computer placement in the home. Yeah. Well, especially, and that's when we used to have one desktop, right? I feel like now everyone, there's like two laptops in every house, a tablet. So mm-hmm. it's like, even if you wanted to do placements like that, everything's like so portable. So mm-hmm. it's a lot less likely to happen. Yeah. But yeah. I don't even want to tell you how many computers are in just this room. Oh God, Rob, are you about to, can I predict? Can I count? Can I predict? Sure. I think there's two computers. I think there's one laptop. I think there's your phone. And then let's throw in an iPad for the sake of uh, sweetening the uh, numbers. Okay. Uh, you want a computer count and a, sc- and a screen count? Because some of these have yeah. uh, two monitors. Okay. I-, I love a good tech tech setup. So okay. tell me. All right. Uh, that I, st- I believe that uh, there are... There are... 
six computers in this room. Like desktop, like PCs? PCs, laptops, Macs. Damn, okay. And and there are uh, eight displays. They're not all in use at the same time, are they? I mean, uh, no, not normally uh, that, you know, I have my 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 desk is in here that I like will sit and watch the stuff on. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, in the, you know, podcasting setup uh, that I have, uh, you know, the, the, the screens that I'm using for this. All right. Well, don't let Hamza in your room. <laughs> he might not know what to do with himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, to go from, you know, one computer in the living room to look at this. The full command center up here. The command center. That's (laughs) right. Love that. Okay. All right. Uh, So we hear about Memphis's mom, who we met back in the first episode, uh, that uh, she's better now. She had a problem with drugs. Uh, Dad had gone to jail. Is dad still in jail? I was having a hard time in the translation to Hamza of uh, that he got, he went to jail for drugs, but is he still there? So I think, and I had the same problem, but I believe she said that he was out of jail when she turned 30. Mm-hmm. So a couple of years ago. Okay. All right. So we come back sort of like mid conversation. We come back like after a commercial break and Memphis is hot. Yeah. They kind of just threw us in this new scene and, and the, the, we find out why she's outraged. Yeah. Because she was talking to Memphis's, uh, to Hamza's sister, and Hamza's sister was like, yeah, uh, Hamza's three years older than me. She's like, how old are you? I'm 23. Oh, that makes him 26. He lied, Rob. He told her he was 28. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's busted. And Memphis, this is a big deal for Memphis. She's she's mad. She's uh, He's like sort of like smiling. She's like, oh, you think it's funny to lie to me? He's doing the, uh, I don't know what you're saying, smile. Like, I've seen that before where mm-hmm. someone doesn't understand what you're saying and they just smile at you. It's 100% that. First of all, she's pissed at him because now the age gap is not six years, it's eight years. Mm-hmm. And she's pissed at him because this is, especially after she just opened up to him about stuff, to find out that he's lied about something like this. It's more so the fact that he lied than the age gap is what she tells us. Yeah. So she is, uh, she's hot. Mom is like, I don't know why this is such a big deal. Yeah. Mom's like, so he lied. He wanted he just to seem, wanted to seem older. Yeah. That's, Come that's on. completely fine. Yeah. That's healthy. Which by the way, if you're Hamza, that is a big mistake because we are talking about how Hamza is a bit of a baby and like immature. So the fact that he was seemingly was an older immature, that's not a good sign for him. He should have just he should have said he was 24, if anything, because then it would have matched up a little bit to mm-hmm. his maturity level. So, yeah. So Memphis is uh, upset. This goes on for a while. Uh, Memphis has had rough relationships in the past. Uh, she's not coming out of the room uh, that basically she's willing to throw the whole thing away at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously the family doesn't quite get it. And when Hamza comes in to try and diffuse stuff, Memphis immediately asks, well, do you do heating and cooling energy? Is that, Mm -hmm. or you're lying about that too? Because we find out that he told her that's what he studied in in college. And Memphis goes, get your sister. I want to know now. I, and the sister's obviously at this point playing the role of translator. And Memphis tells us, well, if he doesn't have a career path and he lied about that, then I'm out. I'm fully out. Mm-hmm. And then, Rob, similar to, you know, you're at, you know, the airport. You're trying to get to your flight. You have to go through security clearance. 
Um, Hamza has to now show documentation and proof of his college to uh, to Memphis here. Yeah. Um, did Zied also do heating and cooling? Zied had something similar, didn't mm-hmm. he? I feel like that was something similar. That's what um, he was gonna he was gonna do. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what he the trade he wanted to pick out, right? Yes. So. Okay. So Memphis is yeah thinking like uh, that maybe did you have a did you lie about your diploma? <laughs> Get bring me bring me your diploma, which is a like uh, I don't know. I feel like I think I would be a little insulted at this point. Like, uh, br- you know, let me see your all your paperwork. Yeah, well, it's difficult to gauge because he just lied. So mm-hmm. I kind of get where she's coming from, but then you know, it's a lot of accusations being hurled around, right? So, and especially if the family thought that she was blown out of proportion earlier, this seems way more extreme. But then he brings let me up see the your paper. resume. Yeah, <laughs> Rob, it's all in Arabic, so she doesn't even get confirmation of whether it's right or not. <laughs> yeah, but they do present the paper. I get the sense that like the sister is an honest broker here, and uh, she's like, okay, all right, well, all right, at least you weren't lying about something. Right, we'll take that. We'll take that. And I think, again, this is memphis's big hang-up is that she was just so honest with him and 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 you know vulnerable and he lied about something as small as his age mm-hmm. all right so memphis asked the sister to tell him to probably okay no more lying that's it Which, no more I, I has this uh deal ever been like mm, no can do right no one's gonna be like ah uh, come on. I don't know if I can shake that. I kind of like little, that. All right, a little bit more. Yeah. What about one like a fib here and there? Can I do that? Like a little hoodwink. Mm-hmm. Would that be okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, for Memphis and uh, Hamza, wh- where's this going next? So the next episode, spoiler alert, there are going to be more frustrations between Memphis and Hamza. Uh, Memphis is going to be a little bit mad at him. So we'll see what happens with them. I think they fall somewhere in the middle for me on the success rate on a scale of Ben and imaginary friend Mahogany to like, I don't know who's the most compatible between, between all these couples here. Damn. Mm. Is it really maybe Mike and Jimena potentially (laughs) who's doing the best. Yeah. Like who's more like where the scale is who's going to succeed. Right. Mm. I mean, uh, might be Jack and Ella, J- Johnny, and Johnny, Ella. Johnny, Johnny and Ella. Johnny yeah. And Ella. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, either way, I think Memphis and Hums are somewhere in the middle. Like they have, <laughs> they definitely have potential, but these last couple episodes, not a good look. Yeah. And this next one sounds like it's going to get a little worse. Right. Uh, bye week for, uh, Johnny and Ella this week. They will be coming back next, next week. week. And on the next time on, we did see that there's going to be some drama and Ella's a little bit mad with Johnny. Nice. And I guess there's been some delays. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. All right. Let's talk about Mike and Jimena because uh, <laughs> that can, can I say poor Mike? Poor Mike? I think you can say poor Mike. I mean, for Mike, I mean, uh, the man is being tested. Yes, yes. He's really going through the gambit here with Jimena. He did Some have the, the best night bombs. of his life, but uh, th- there has been a, a steep price he is paying, and that has been in multiple truth bombs. There was a peak. They peaked very early, um, this relationship, and it seems like there's been some rough terrain. Uh, however, I think they both handled it very, very well. Okay. All right. So 
Mike and Jimena, uh, they're going to have some alone time. Uh, they're going to go to uh, where they go to like some resort. Yeah, like he planned a romantic getaway for the two of them so that they could be away from the family and just be the two of them uh, doing, you know, mm-hmm. couple stuff. Yeah. All right. So Mike is going to use this opportunity, Puya, to say, yes. Okay. So you told me that you're, you got your tubes tied. So what I was thinking is that we could have a baby and then you could just untie the tubes and this should all work. Yes. To which Jimena does reiterate what she had told us, tells him, but I didn't get my tubes tied. I got them cut and burned. Mm. So no more tubes. Yeah. 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 Um, Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. So you can't undo. There is no, uh, you know, edit undo here. Right. So we can't, we can't do that. No control Z. Okay. All right. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Chill. Okay. (laughs) Um, so, uh, Jimenez is like, well, like, uh, what about, uh, you know, Harold and, uh, Juan David, you could be, you could be their dad. Well, he does say, he's like, can we raise them together? And she says she would like that. Yes. And I feel bad for Jimena because it really, based on everything we're learning from her, Jimena has met some awful men in her lifetime, mm-hmm. like just truly scum, scum on scum. So I do, like for sure see why she went the route she did. Well, um, and then she- hold on a second here, Puya. We don't know these guys, okay, that look, uh, that uh, I tend to be... You know, I I don't want to disparage any hitmen on this podcast that we are very uh, try to be very fair to hitmen and hit women when they come up. True, true. Um, we don't like to make any enemies on this podcast. No, no. Other podcasts, all, hit, all their, you know, hitmen, hit women. No, we're not out here trying to trying to diss any of them. <laughs> they look, everybody's <laughs> got to make a dollar. OK, Puya. Right. However, mm-hmm. in this specific mm-hmm. instance, with this specific hitman, I draw the line of being held hostage by my own partner. I feel like that is where mm. that's where I, I don't mm-hmm. think it's good. Um, but basically, we, you know, they agree on no more secrets from now on. And it okay. seems like they've, you know, they've made up and it's lovely. Everything's good. But yeah. then, you know, Mike, sweet, innocent Mike, wants to dig a little deeper, wants to learn yeah. more about uh, uh, Jimena's past, specifically okay. about the fathers of Harold and Juan David. All right. So they're going to now have uh, some, you know, hot tub time, uh, a hot tub time machine. Turn back the clock and talk about the past. And um, Mike is asking questions uh, that uh, maybe he should not be asking. I mean, he's definitely asking questions. I don't think he was ready for the answers for that mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, what happened to the fathers of Harold and Juan David? So that's what he asks. And, you know, this is where Jimena tells him, you know, I've had aggressive partners in the past. I lived with a hitman. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, a, a hitman? Like, a hit, mm-hmm. like Cody Calafiore? No, no, not like Cody Calafiore. Like not Derek like, Lavasser? 
at this point, you wish that's the type. <laughs> that is not that is not the situation uh, whatsoever. Like we're talking Pauly Calafiore. Is he part of the hitman? He's not part of the hitman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a hit boy, if anything. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we find out that she well, she was seeing this like tattoo artist guy who then she found out was a hitman. On the side. Right. Side hustle. Right. Side hustle. And then she was told by the hitman. First of all, she was locked up. Then she was told by the hitman, enjoy your three days because I'm gonna take you out. And not on a date, oh. take you out, out, like done, done, like mm-hmm. goodbye. And then she reported this to the police and mm-hmm. then never heard from him again. Yeah. And that was two years Although, ago. In fairness, in fairness, uh, the hitman is being more responsive to Jimena than Mahogany is being to Ben. Yes, at the very like she least. She at least got a full audio message from the hitman. Yes, full audio message. And, you know, she had met him in person. So the the real was there i um i would be terrified rob if i'm in this situation even if i haven't heard from this guy in two years i mean i don't know where he is like i'd be paranoid the whole time right right so um for for, uh, that i i don't don't even understand the timing on this because uh that the fathers uh, of these like uh i don't did either of her children seem like they are less than two years old? So I do not understand right. no, the no, timing no. on this uh, at at all. Like she so, like said she met them both like one time, uh, and then hmm. like did well, he she, show back up? No, no, no. So she mentions that this was the man she saw after the boys. Uh, this was the new. Oh, man. This wasn't even a father of the children. So right. this is another guy who uh, that you know. Okay, so that was uh, somebody from from the past. So okay, so Mike says, um, "Well, that I you know, that leaves me very scared for for uh, me." And the boys, and the boys also also uh, makes us scared for for all of us. Um, do you think that he might come back? She's like, mm, well, no, I haven't heard from him recently. It's been almost two years. So casual, which to me, <laughs> yeah, it's big, big yeah, you know that that was really like at the start of COVID, like uh, you know that was so long ago. Yeah, I think he's in the back burner. We don't have to worry about it. I mean, that to me is the biggest indicator of how normal mm-hmm. all of this is to mm-hmm. Jimena like this yeah you know this heavy heavy past and she's just you know I have to move but past it and just be positive we have to put the 90 day fiance filter on this when she says it has been almost two years put that through let me get my translator out okay not that she says that the hitman has been gone for almost two years the 90 day fiance translator translates like it's been two weeks. <laughs> you think that the, the translation messed up? Mike looked mortified. Rob. No, I don't think that the translation messed up, but everybody lies and ag- over exaggerates and under exaggerates and rounds up and rounds down. So like, oh, there's only like, uh, you know, five years difference between us. Like it's 10, uh, you know, <laughs> like I'm only like $10,000 in debt. It's 70. Uh, right. So he hasn't been around in almost two years. Like I think he's been gone for like 10 months. Okay. Okay. There we go. All right. So that being said, Rob, this is Mike. And what have we learned about Mike? 
Mike will roll with the punches, baby. Mike He'll be there. Is a man that does not have a lot of other options. Yes. And he's put a lot like, you know, he has romanticized the idea of him and Jimena being forever for a long time. So I don't think there's anything that's going to slow him down here. But you can tell on his face mm-hmm. that he's having a lot of struggle. He's having a lot of struggle. So, Puya, this is my idea for like a new Joe Millionaire type prank show. OK, so we have like a Mike who starts mm-hmm. uh, like having this international relationship with a Jimena type. OK, mm-hmm. she comes to the country and then. Every day we come up with like the Joe Schmo show. Like, what is the next thing that we can tell him to see if he leaves? Like, how far can we go (laughs) until Mike finally says, you know what? Check, please. I'm out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, like, uh, by the way, I have to tell you, uh, that I am wanted, uh, by the FBI and I am, uh, that, that we have to be on the lamb. Uh, here to in this relationship like okay all right well i wasn't expecting that one all right uh, that's that's something okay and and for marketing purposes we mm-hmm. can name it desperate housemates <laughs> desperate housemates good mm-hmm. good season mm-hmm. three episode seven uh will be a banger and oh, yeah. uh like how far do you think we could go with uh mike schmo mike Outside of, you know, the potential of him being held hostage, he'll be there. He is fine. Mm -hmm. Everything's fine. He's not. That's why I think they're the strongest, because I think that no matter what is thrown his way, he's he seems like he's struggling with it, but it'll be fine. And the next time on, we hear that um, Mike uh, Jimena makes it very clear. I'm not going to live as if I'm your mother. Like that is not going to happen. She's going to she's going to start giving him some roles. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay, Mike. Uh, I'm part of. Uh, you know, how I told you I was wanted. I'm. I'm still part of the crime syndicate. Uh, we are robbing a bank tomorrow. We need you to drive the getaway car. Are Are you cool with this? I mean, I don't. I'll be there. It's done. Yeah. I. I'm good. I'm good behind the wheel. Uh, you got this. <laughs> I. I think that there is no bombshell. Jimena can drop. I don't think I think the, like based on what she's dropped already, I don't think there's anything else that's going to slow Mike down at all. Mm-hmm. We'll see, though. Yeah, I'm willing to be, you know, proven wrong, but we'll see. Yeah. Mike, I have something else to tell you. I've been catching up on 90 Day Fiance to get ready for our adventure together. And I have to tell you that I am a, a Jovi stan. <laughs> Stan Jovi. Listen, I could deal with the hitman, but th- I gotta, I gotta draw the line somewhere. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> I would let him go to any strip club. Yara <laughs> is too hard on him. Oh my god! Let the man live. Let her do what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. All right. Let's let's uh, stop down one more time. We will come back and we're going to talk about everything going on in the world of Kim and Usman and uh, Gino got rocked <laughs> once again by Hurricane Jasmine uh, coming up uh, right after this. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Puya, I, I came to a conclusion uh, this week watching uh, Kim and Usman uh, and uh, the music video shoot. Mm-hmm. What did you feel about it? I would like to uh, start a potential relationship with Kim. I've, I've talked Ooh. about it before. I've talked about it before that I, I that like, I'm thinking about it. Uh, you know, I have some of the people like on my team, uh, slam M says like, no, that won't look cool if you do that. But booyah, I, I need an advocate. I need a defender like Kim. And let me tell you this, Kim would be the best defender um, mm-hmm. in all defenders easily. She would handle the business. She would. She would. And mm-hmm. and, and that uh, in in some ways, I'm like Michael Jackson, right? In, I many, mean, in many ways, not like Michael Jackson. Yeah, I think I think based on the dance moves, I think you'd be one hell of a Michael Jackson. You definitely got that moonwalk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... I, I just think that could you imagine like I, I could get Kim in here really just like uh, tightening up this whole operation. Yes. And and Kim wouldn't be afraid to, you know, take things on and, and just, you know, take a handle it first mentality to all mm-hmm. this. And you would be, you know, living easy. It'd be great. Yeah. I mean, really, if I could get Kim here. And then, like, uh, she could be putting Nicole in her place and uh, not to mention, like, all the work stuff. I think Kim can handle literally everyone in the organization, but I think she will come up short against Nicole. That's where <laughs> the Nicole will take care of Kim. There's no world where that doesn't happen. Okay. All right. So uh, Kim is getting ready for uh, the big day of the music video shoot. Uh, which Soja Boy uh, shirt should she wear? You know, it's very important, Rob. Every shirt can have a different meaning. Yeah. So how much uh, Soja Boy merch is there? I mean, listen, it's Kim. So she is if she's called a super fan, she must have all of them, all the mm-hmm. variations. OK. Yeah. All right. So Puya, uh, Kim says maybe she should be uh, dancing in the video. Hey, listen, if you're a fan and you are flown out or you fly out to be a part of the watching the video go down, maybe you should be in the song. But when you don't know what the song is really about, which she doesn't. Then it's a different story. Do you think that most of the dancers in rap videos know what the song is about? No, I think it's like a, you get, you know, called in to do stuff and you just pull up. You're like, okay, this is what it is. I don't know if you all like some people might hear the track. I think it depends on how much you want to be involved. 
Yeah. Okay. So Kim is heading down to the music video shoot for the music video uh, shoot for Zara. And we got some backstory about Zara. Yeah. So we learned a little bit about Zara. So this song is about Usman's ex-girlfriend Zara from the States who could not handle him having Mm. female attention from his fans. So she broke up with him. Seems like Soja Boy really has a type. Yeah, he does. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fans of his music who then do not like (laughs) fans of his music. Yeah, he likes to have these long distance relationships. Mm -hmm. Older women, yeah. Although we didn't quite get an age on Zara. I think Zara seemed more around his age range, but I have no idea of her. Closer, sure. Yeah. And so... And also, uh, Usman has not uh, revealed who uh, Zara is based on a real person. Yeah. Uh, Kim believes that this song is just about women named Zara. All the women named Zara around the world. If I was him, I would have said it's for the clothing brand Zara at this point, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. that this is one of those things. You know, we talked about stuff you keep from your partners. This is one of those lies that will come back to bite this mm-hmm. man. He's making a huge mistake by not telling her what this is about. Okay. So Soja Boy gets into on set and they're going to give Soja Boy a haircut. We had the power seemingly goes out mid haircut. Not good, right? Especially when even let's say the um the hairdressing equipment, the barber equipment was, you know, wireless because they've been charged. They still have to hook up all this, you know, they need the Rob setup. They need the six computers. You got multiple cameras, mm-hmm. multiple angles, and none of this is available. So definitely worth being worried about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the guys on the set, uh Slam T, Bad Moose, they're like, Okay, this is it's fine. It's fine. Let's just let's get them on the set. We need to like time is money, people. Let's go. Let's move. Yep. And the production pretty sloppy, Rob. Pretty, pretty sloppy. sloppy. Well, all over the place. Kim is like, hold on, wait a minute. This haircut's not done. Mm-hmm. You can't let him go shoot a video like this. Kim spoke up, Rob, and and she took charge, and. I was very worried that it was going to get tense because she, no one really knows her, right? And she's stepping up and speaking up like she is a part of his team while his team's right there. <laughs> yeah. One of the guys uh, said that I don't know why Kim comes in here and thinks she could boss us around. Maybe it's because she's so much older. Slam tea on your head, Kim. Take that. Spicy Boom, tea. Mm-hmm. So she's hella hot. Tabasco, Rob. Tabasco. It's um not a good. Okay, so it's it's this doesn't help is the Tabasco relationship. Not hot sauce. Is, is Tabasco different than hot sauce? No, Tabasco's hot sauce. Okay. It's just you know it's a brand. Okay. Yeah. And it's different. Hot sauces are different. Mm-hmm. Tabasco is a little bit more transparent, a little bit lighter. Yeah. You know, whereas like the sriracha is a little thicker. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> It, you know, it seems like that Soja Boy is not 100% in the game, Puya. In the game? What kind of game? Like, he seems a little checked out. And uh, he's not having enough energy. He's he's there, but I thought he's not. He's not there. He's not in the zone. He's, this is not like Michael Jackson thriller. 
No, his mind is definitely wandering. I think it's one of those things where, you know, some stuff has gone wrong. The power's out. So he is scrambling in his head, but it's also left him helpless. And he doesn't know which direction to go with this. His team is letting him down. Kim is like taking the reins here. And he told us that the reason Kim is here is a test for Kim because he wants to see if Kim reacts negatively like other people have reacted negatively to him being around, you know, women around Mm -hmm. his age. Yeah, I liked that Kim was like, hey, do it for me. Yeah, I don't know if um, Kim fully buys what she's selling here, but when she's like, yeah, do it for me. Pretend you're doing all this for me and it'll all be good. Your energy will be there. I was like, Kim, you are potential. You're not even like there. So, yeah. So I'm thinking like in this room right here, I think so. I think Kim is going to sit like right back, like over my shoulder and then Mm -hmm. it's going to like, but I have to tell like, like Kim, like you cannot laugh like loud when I'm doing the podcast. That's going to be very distracting. And I think, I think she might listen to you, Rob, depending. She might have to sit all the way out there because says she's going to be, I mean, she's going to be just like cracking up. Mm-hmm. laughing hysterically like pre- maybe literally rolling on the floor a l l l r o t f l i think you did that a little wrong i did it wrong yeah <laughs> no. he's literally laughing oh. on the floor yeah and just going to like shh kim <laughs> quiet I think she might have to be more so your Hamza and just stand guard at the door. Hmm. Oh, um, she can be case. like security, but she'll be listening. Yeah. She'll, I mean, she'll she be listening. Listen. She can listen. Yeah. You know, slam ab listens. She can listen. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's just going to have to like try to try to contain herself uh, like at these hilarious podcasts. It'll be very hard, Rob, because these podcasts are very funny. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Um, so, she also says to Soja Boy, she says, like, you got to go. You got to go out there. You got to go do it. I'm, I'm going to cry if you don't do it. Please don't cry. <laughs> I will do anything. I'll move mountains so you don't cry. Please don't cry. Okay, Kim, you can't do this. <laughs> I, know, I really wouldn't want to see Kim crying on the video shoot. Yeah. Rob, to me, everything Kim is doing only further enforces uh, Soja Boy's decision to have her be the potential. She's doing all this as the potential, not even as the partner. Mm-hmm. And that's fascinating to me because then what happens when she's partnered? Even more stuff? Like, already you're doing everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's uh, passing with flying colors, I think. So, um, Kim also not crazy about some of the women in the rap video, right? I mean, it's hard to be right. She, she, you know, no matter how secure she feels or how confident she feels in Usman, she's got to feel some type of way seeing all these women and him in these like scenarios where he has to like do deep gazes. She tells us she hasn't even been like touched like that by him yet. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it's difficult. You know, the jealousy's there a little bit. So I, I I get it. And then, you know, Kim's not going to have to worry about that with me, like making the podcast. Like there's never like, uh, you know, uh, any like uh, times where I have to like do a podcast and there's like anybody else like hanging on me. So you don't have to worry about that, Kim. I think at this point we should make it clear that you want Kim there as the boss lady, Kim, not as the potential Kim. What's the the difference? What's the difference, Puya? I mean, the the difference is she would be my potential. 
Okay, that's true. I mean, are you going to how far would that like are you are you going to keep holding her as the potential what if the PS5 comes in? What if the the seventh mm-hmm. computer comes yeah, in? Yeah. 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 Again, um she that's can be po- there. That's good potential. Yeah, um Nicole will slam to you her though. I'm I'm still telling you that. That is going to happen. <laughs> okay so they they get the video shoot done and kim's like boy they could not have done that without me uh that's like they did it but if i wasn't here who knows legends only kim (laughs) league of her own so this was i i thought a little weird of in the car they get Mm -hmm. they get in the car they're driving home and then Usman lays down and goes to sleep in Kim's lap. Yes. It looked a little more like motherly than, than coupling. Right. Right. It, yeah. Like, I feel like that, like body language wise, I feel like there, there is some, there's something here. Yeah. I feel like if you're, if you're resting on your partner, typically it's like in more of a cuddle motion where their arm is around you and you're like, you know, head on the shoulder potentially, but I don't know. Something about their body language didn't give me romantic, gave me platonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so Kim is going to take this time to really check, check of uh, uh, slam tea and bad moose says like, guys, that was amateur hour. Worst video shoot I've ever been to. <laughs> Of all the video shoots I've been to, this was the worst one. Yes. Only one, but the worst one. Yes. At that. And this was just complete, complete garbage. It's bold. Kim is bold, Rob. Kim is so bold. I would, I like, I'm the type of guy who I would have a hard time asking someone to, you know, put on music in their car mm-hmm. or if I was to send something back of our time, she's boldly telling these two who are literally employed by him to do yeah. all this. You're not doing a good job. He's imagine very upset right now. When Kim gets a hold of Akiva and says, uh, this, th- these are the, the pitches you picked from the mailbag. What is this? Akiva, Rob is very upset. You're Rob is not down? happy. He told Rob me like that. He told me he's, he's very sad about this. Well, the difference is uh, Keeve would just take that lying down. He would not. He would not talk back to Kim. He would never talk back to Kim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Kim could be like tweeting out every podcast. The best episode ever. Rob, this isn't impossible. We can get Kim. You, the Kim is attainable. Very and much. Then how so. can I get? How can I get her? That she's with. She's with Usman. Yeah, well, maybe. We don't know. Well, let's see how the story ends. Maybe in, in, in two months, we'll know. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> uh, is, is she open to another potential? I would say so. I would say so. Okay. Yeah. So Usman is very upset. Uh, he's really upset. Okay, so uh, he, he, uh, and Usman does chime in. Yes. He's a little Usman bit of a good cop to Kim's bad cop. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I was shocked. I was shocked, but Usman's riding with Kim. He defends Mm -hmm. Kim and he stands up for Kim and, uh, dare I say it's working. Well, he says his feelings for Kimberly, Kimberly, uh, have improved somewhat, Mm -hmm. somewhat, not, not enough that he would uh, kiss her, but the feelings have improved. They have gone from, 
uh, a uh, 0.5 to 0.6. Listen, no on one said. On a scale of 1 to 100. It's improved, Rob. That's, that's absurd. We that's are a- showing a positive movement. Net positive. 12 more years, for. and he will uh, think about uh, maybe, uh, you know, having some sign of like a physical touch with her. Give me let's let's when the PS eight comes out and you purchase that for me, let's talk about it then. Yeah. We have one other couple that we have to talk about still this week. It's Gino and it's Jasmine and oof. Oof is right. Rob oof is right. This is a, they've really, they've really gone from, I can't wait to see them to I'm so uncomfortable watching. Yeah. And, and Gino, I mean, we clocked from episode one. Uh, Gino is a stupid idiot. Yes. Stupid idiot. And uh, we were looking forward to then him getting dragged by Jasmine. But um, no, I think Jasmine is off. You think? So? <laughs> she's, like, like Jasmine has gone from like she's like she's uh, not well to uh, I'm worried about Gino. I think Gino needs to leave quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I think Jasmine is wiling with some of these demands, but I also I all like Gino. Like it's yeah. one of those things where the more I'm learning about Gino, he's a dummy and he's getting right. what's coming to him because he is a complying dummy. If Mike, for whatever reason, opts out for uh, the Mike Schmo show, I think we could very easily uh, transition to Gino Schmo. Yeah. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent. How much abuse will this man take from Jasmine before he says, OK, you know what? Check, please. Right. Well, that's so weird with him. Rob, because You better not tip, Gino. Don't you dare. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Gino fascinates me in that he's had moments where he's clearly stood his ground, but then it's lightly standing his ground with a sea of regret right after. And then he's like, Oh my God, I've messed up. I got it like damage control. What have I done? Okay. They go to the gym. They're going to go work out at the gym. And Gino is asking some questions, which are like, so what is that? That's, that's, that's a set that you do that. That's and she's like, uh, Gino, Gino, please. Uh, I work out by myself. Uh, no, no talking, no talking. Yeah. Gino. And can we clarify? They went to the gym. She's working out. He's sitting there in his mandals, just watching her. Right. And like gawking at her. Right. Right. Uh, Gino has uh, talked about before that he's had some sort of like shoulder injury. So I don't know if that uh, precludes him from doing uh, a workout. But OK, they're there. They're spending they're, they're in each other's company. Um, OK. Remember last time, Puya, where Gino, it was Christmas and Gino had no present uh, that could possibly match with the T-shirt and pillow he got from Jasmine? Who could? That would have been mm-hmm. an impossible feat by Gino. <laughs> yeah. so. so that he got a uh, no, and he had no present for her. But Jasmine has finally figured out a way for Gino to make amends. She has planned a four day vacation for them to go on. That then this he will. This is his uh, price that he must pay. This is his punishment. The four day vacation will be how she, he can make it up to her for no present. Yeah, so she says, I have a four-day holiday planned. 
and you're going to finance it. And he asked, well, how much is this? And she says, $2,500. And he tries to retaliate with, like, I wish you told me the price earlier. And she says, this is cheaper than any trip you've taken with other women. And mm-hmm. Gino seizes up and complies. And I got to say, Rob, uh, this is the biggest finesse I've seen on this uh, season where she had two custom T-shirts done, let's say 20 bucks a pop and one mm-hmm. pillow done at like 30 bucks, for example, yep. $70. And in exchange, getting a $2,500 trip now. She flipped big, it. I mean, Jasmine big, big is profit. a master of business. Uh, so mm-hmm. he says, OK, fine. She says, yes, obedient. That's how I like it. <laughs> so awkward why are we watching this we shouldn't be there it's your idea i mean listen the show is my idea but the cameraman Mm -hmm. should have felt too awkward to be there why were they still there jasmine told them they couldn't put the camera down and they're all obedient Mm -hmm. just the way she likes it so jasmine says okay jasmine cannot stop there uh she is going to keep pushing so jasmine has another issue with Gino. She wants to go back to revisit. Now we need to pick out colors for your house. Yes. Remember the colors we discussed? I would like to talk about them. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I also want you to burn all the stuff from your stupid ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that Gino is fine with redecorating the house, uh, but uh, Jasmine is uh, seemingly for no reason uh, just going off on uh, G- Gino's ex, who was not even part of the conversation. He's like, because I don't want to look at the colors from your stupid B word ex wife. Yeah, and and it's very much like she keeps doing that, and it's very clear that Gino doesn't like that because, you know, she's got nothing to do with this, and, you know, there's no reason to just go in on her. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and And also, like, not for even if Gino did feel that way, like, uh, like, at least, like, Gino has, like, the presence that, like, oh, you know, maybe this isn't a good look for me to call my ex-wife a stupid B-word on television. Right. Especially, you know, it's again, it's a defenseless receiver. It's someone mm-hmm. who's not there. can't defend themselves. Hasn't, you know, said or done anything since you've been in this relationship. But it, Jasmine is very territorial. Jasmine wants Gino to say, I belong to Jasmine. I am property of Jasmine. And the ways to prove that is to have the house be gutted and done in her styling. And that's the only way it's acceptable to her. And Gino is kind of fighting back and, and, you know, defending the interior a little bit. Not even defending. Just like, he's like, ah, you know, it's just my ex-wife. You don't He was the same thing that happened last time. He says, just my ex-wife. You don't have to, you don't have to call her names. And she explodes. And Rob, in the midst of all this, she says, I deserve to pick the colors because in the last few days, I've bleeped you more than she did in the last seven effing years. (laughs) All right. Facts. Facts are facts. (laughs) However, is that a direct exchange rate of of situations um yeah. no but this is jasmine we've mm-hmm. learned that she will she will say what she needs to say to get what she wants this is more this is less money than anything you've spent on other people this is i've done more for you than than she's done in the last seven years 
And, you know, this left Gino in a bit of a bit of a tough spot because I feel like he doesn't like when she gets to this place. But then she storms out of the gym, Rob, completely angry at him. And he tells us this is the most upset he's seen her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so he is going to uh, just, you know, try to uh, stand his ground. And uh, she says, uh, are you her lawyer or what? Are you still effing her? Awkward. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as well. And so, and, and she, then it's like, uh, gets all worked up and she's like, see, this is what you do that, uh, you make, you make me crazy. You make me feel like, uh, like I'm a crazy person. Yeah. So she puts that all on him. She's mm-hmm. the reason why she feels, she feels like she comes off this way because if he wasn't being an idiot, she wouldn't have to sound. If he would just insane. call his ex-wife uh, a, a stupid b-word, we wouldn't have these problems. What what is wrong with you, Gino? What is there to not understand, Gino? You dummy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If you're with Jasmine, your ex-wife is a b-word, and that's it. Simple as simple as. And and honestly, it's like if you're Gino, what can you say here besides comply? Because there's nothing else he can say that would work out for them. Yeah. Okay. So Jasmine storms off. All right. Um, Jasmine later we see feels like they need to slow down. Yeah. Jasmine, Jasmine needs a break. She cannot be with Gino if he is not calling his ex-wife uh, a uh, stupid B word. That's literally the only requirement she has at this point. Mm-hmm. Rob, so. She's been very clear that Gino mm-hmm. it cannot look or talk to any woman. And also any woman from the past has to be dragged at any mention. Yes. And then Rob we get more scenes with them and the tone of the scenes between the two were so different. It was jarring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me. Yeah. This, this felt like, uh, this was like, uh, I really did feel bad for Gino because it felt like that to me, this seemed like, okay, this is retaliatory that you hurt me. Now I am going to hurt you and not only am I going to stab, but I'm going to really uh, twist, twist and in, in enjoy the twisting of the knife. Yep. And and folks, if you are confused as to what we're alluding to, she throws the bombshell, the full truth bomb on him. She yep. has been taking birth control pills. Yes. Okay. She it says that she has to uh, like she sort of like it starts with I have to tell you something. I have to tell you something, uh, a, a reveal. Whereas like with the other reveals that we get in these episodes, like, uh, this, like this is not how he meant, uh, like drops a truth bomb on, on Mike. Uh, this is not the way that we've seen, you know, uh, some of these other, uh, truth bombs that slip, that slip out. And it certainly won't be the way that Alina tells Caleb about her, uh, living with her ex. Uh, she says, um, I have something to tell you. I am taking birth control pills. What? <laughs> Gino, the man who brought pregnancy tests because they have a baby. Yep. And and she says that she was afraid of getting pregnant because you know, this is the first time they're seeing each other. It's your first trip. We're not ready. And honestly, this is the most sane uh, uh, Jasmine has sounded this whole season. 
Like this makes full sense to me. Y'all are yeah. just meeting and you know, you got to make sure everything's on the up and up hey, and you're compatible. L- let the record show. This podcast is firmly in the camp of like Gino and Jasmine don't have a baby. Like we, we, st- we stand by the decision for Jasmine to take the birth control pills, but hell yeah. She <laughs> seemed to take pleasure in dropping this on Gino. She was enjoying it, Rob. She kind of basked in the glory mm-hmm. of it all. And, you know, Gino's here trying to piece things. But what we agreed, we were going to, like we said, if we get pregnant on this trip, it'd be cool. And no, she said, we're not ready. We and are honestly, not ready. They are we not are ready. not close to ready. Although, you know, based on last week's conversation, uh, based on uh, the, you know, Gino knowing uh, that Jasmine is vegan. And still trying to serve her eggs. Uh, I, I do. I could see a scenario where Jasmine uh, may have told Gino. Yeah, I do not want a baby right now. Uh, and <laughs> Gino is like, uh, yeah. So when is the baby? So baby. Yeah. Baby? OK, okay uh, good. So I will bring the pregnancy test and uh, I will not, you know, uh, bring anything to protect us from a baby. Tune in next week when Gino brings along his ex-wife for dinner and says, oh, I think you wanted to meet her, right? So yeah. here, you know, yeah. hang out. So did Gino maybe, uh, you, you, you cannot take a hint. So perhaps that is one point in Jasmine's favor, but we're not ready. We are not close to being ready. And I need a nap. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you leave now. <laughs> leave. Right, now look, I can't even with you. This was too much for me to tell you I'm on birth control pills. I'm going to take a nap. So speaking of too much, Rob, shall we discuss the next time on? Because we really go full tilt and pivot into a new scene next week, yes. which I'm not ready for. So Jasmine's friends organized a surprise party for oh, her. Oh, yeah. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, and because her divorce is finalized and then uh, right. uh, getting a stripper. And there's strippers, but then I don't yeah. think Gino's invited. Who's Jasmine's friend? Jovi? <laughs> I think so, Rob. I think this is the return of Jovi, and he is out here, you know, getting strippers in Panama. Mm-hmm. So he's international with it. Mm-hmm. It's wild because she's going to have all this, and then we wow, know Gino is here. Something. Yeah, what's Gino? Gino is very much at this point has to stay obedient. And, you know, it's it's the gonna man be is not allowed to tip a waitress, uh, let alone like uh, tip a stripper with one dollar bills. And meanwhile, Jasmine has a stripper on top of her. So I don't know how this is going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I expect a firework of fight next week. If Rob, if Gino does not react negatively and and and, you know, tell her he's upset with her. Then Gino becomes the number one nominee for our Joe Schmo Desperate Housemate show. He will okay, surpass between Mike. Mike and Gino. Uh, but yeah, he's not allowed to say that he doesn't like something. Well, he, I know he is it, but he really should. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is the one time where he gets the high ground on this. Uh, well, you're being a hypocrite. I don't think he's gonna. But if he if he does, that's good. If he doesn't, he becomes the first get for that show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. What a week. What a week. Fireworks, Rob. Fireworks, Fireworks all around. Oh, my God. Mm. Uh, so much carnage in one episode of 90 Day Fiance. And let me tell you, all this does is make me excited for the next one. It's just going to get oh, better. Oh, boy. Uh, like, I'm stuffed. We ate today. 
Oh, yeah. A whole meal and dessert. It was great. And then we still have the single life for dessert. We have the single life. It's more of a, you know, when you leave a restaurant and there's a bowl of mints and you grab a mint, it's more like that. It's less dessert. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Puya. Well, what are you working on this week? All right, let me tell you. So tomorrow, um, so this week, I'm doing a stream actually with you, Rob, you, Taryn, and Liana. We're going to try and escape a room yeah, virtually. We're, yeah, we're doing something that's a, a very experimental. We're going to do mm-hmm. a, uh, a live escape room. I'm worried. Like, what if I stink? Nah, you're going to be fine, Rob. We're, it's a team effort. It's going to be a team effort. We're going to do it together. It's a collaboration and I think we're going to have more synergy than than Kim and Slamty and Bad Moose have. So we're going to get out of that room. Hard to have done. less. Yeah. True. Yeah. So I mean, if I had Kim yeah. here and then, you know, you guys blow the escape room, I think then uh, that would that would be like, uh, you know, Rob is not happy. That was yes. <laughs> that, that was uh, a uh, a disaster. That was shoddy work you have to know you have to figure out you know you that painting was crooked and you did nothing about mm-hmm. it Puya. Mm-hmm. yeah that was on you Puya. <laughs> i would not handle kim well <laughs> i would not kimbali don't come for me <laughs> please do not yeah yeah oh boy i guess i gotta hope that uh none of the other podcasters uh scoop up kim as a potential because i don't i don't want to be on the receiving end of that yeah, the, no one does. No one should want to be in that mm-hmm. position, Rob. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then, so what else you got going on? Um, I am in the process of organizing a video game tournament for a game called Fall Guys. I'm doing the draw for that this week to see who teams up with who. It's random draws. So that'll be exciting. How is the tournament going to work? Uh, so I've got 20 people. Yes. I'm going to be drawing them into teams of two. Yes. And then there's going to be a first round. After that first round, uh, four of the teams will get eliminated. Wow. And it's down to a final 12. And then in that round, best person wins. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. And we're doing that. And then obviously every week, uh, Friday nights, I do a stream called The Pad where I take people's questions. We give advice. We talk. Some people get thirsty. We deal with it. And then Sundays. <laughs> How do you deal with have, it? Uh, sometimes I get. Get the hose. <laughs> Exactly. We spray them down with a spray bottle uh, because they need to calm down. Mm -hmm. And then Sundays, obviously, Rob, we do our weekly Goose Goose Duck game, which is a fun time with the squad. Okay. All right. Uh, Puya, we got a lot of great podcasts coming your way. Season three, episode seven of uh, Desperate Housewives with a uh, Twitter spaces mailbag on Robin Community Podcast. You popped in uh, for that. Uh, It was a big Mari fourth weekend because in addition to talking to Mari on uh, season three, episode seven of Desperate Housewives, we talked about Singles Inferno on Nothing But Netflix. And hey, Rob, like... From what I've heard on the internet, sounds like a like a fire of a show. So it's a it's a fiery show, very classy show. Mm, lovely, very tasteful. Cool. Yes, Singles Inferno. By the way, also uh, got some uh, Survivor Forty One uh, interviews that we dropped this weekend. I talked with Ricard. Uh, who dropped that on Friday. Uh, posted our interview with Tiffany Seely. Plus, uh, the Amazing Race podcasts have been uh, back uh, two weeks into the Amazing Race, and I've been talking Joe Millionaire with uh, Jenny Autumn the last couple of weeks. So, plenty of stuff to do at robhasawebsite.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast at robhasawebsite.com slash subscribe. All right. Puya has got you 90 Day The Single Life update coming right after this. That's all for me. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance, the single life portion of this podcast. I hope you've had a lovely time listening to me and Rob talk all about the mess aboard 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Day Season 5. But there's more mess here, as always, to talk about. And I say more. Honestly, it's more of the same. Like I said earlier, this is very much like having the dinner mint on the way out of a restaurant rather than sitting back and getting dessert. Because it's quick and we move. All right. So let's just talk about, first of all, the couples that were not mentioned. Um, no sign of Natalie. No sign of Stephanie. Stephanie didn't even get a next time on. So we're not going to see Stephanie next week. But we did get uh, next time on for Natalie. And Natalie's talking on the phone with the man she was just on a date with. The guy that she went on a golf date with. And she's talking about how she needs a man to show interest, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. More Natalie stuff. We'll get into that next week, but this week we have some other people to talk about. So let's talk about Jesse and Jennifer first. They honestly had the most segments, by most I mean two, on this episode. This episode was 38 minutes too, so it wasn't a lot here. So last we saw them, obviously, we were still dealing with the drama of Jennifer feeling like she was accused of being an escort by Jesse, who used the line, well, you went on a date with this man, you have a picture, does that mean he paid you? And that's where that ended. She tells us that she needs an apology from him to feel completely okay and move on from this situation. And Jesse, you know, digs his heels in a little bit, says, well, you know, you misunderstood me. And like, if you know me, you know, my heart's in the right place. Basically trying everything he can to not say sorry initially by saying, listen, my intentions are pure. So just because you took it a certain way doesn't mean I should apologize. Obviously, he loses the battle. He apologizes to her. They embrace and we move. All right. Then the next scene is them sitting at this like fire pit that he made outside of their hotel room and he carries her through it. And she's like, yeah, you know, we're, we are the fire, blah, blah, blah. Like he's being, you know, nice and stuff. And she likes the, the gesture. She very much is into it. And then the producers asked them in confessional, well, if there was an animal that you would describe your, uh, her as, what would it be? And he says, uh, she's a dragon to me. And then she says something, something fountain. And then they talk about fountains. I don't want to tell you what they said because it was very, very not nice. I didn't like it. It was uncomfortable. And I don't want to make you listen to what I listen to. And more importantly, I don't want to reiterate them myself using my mouth. So we'll move on. But then Jesse tells her, Back at the fire pit that he has questions about Kakua. And again, he doesn't say Kakua. He says Kaka. He says uh, Cacao. It's very insulting and I hate it. 
but he basically says that he needs to learn more about their relationship that they had. And she says, well, it's mainly about what it was, not what it is, because it's nothing now. But you know what? You're right. Let's do a call with Kakua and you can ask him whatever you want. So then the next time on, we see that this phone call happens. So we're going to find out Jesse and Jennifer talking to Kakua, what happens and what is said. And the next time on, uh, Jesse asks about, you know, the sexual nature of the relationship. And Jennifer tells Kakua, well, you need to tell him. He wants to know details. And Kakua, you know, shadily says, well, are you, are you sure you want to know the details? And Jennifer does voice to us in confessional in this episode that she is concerned if Kakua will fabricate stuff just to make Jesse feel insecure. Now, that's interesting to me because I don't know with them. I have no idea what her relationship with Kakua was like. We've known them now for so many episodes. And even still, I feel like there is not a certain uh, confirmation of were they, did they go on a couple dates? Was this kind of like a fling? Was this a little bit more? Don't know. Don't know the details. And I don't think we're going to get the details to be honest ever. So we're just going to have to wait and see what happens with this phone call with Kakua. That's it. Okay. Let's move on to Debbie who had literally the shortest stint on this episode. She, it's the day after that whole drive to San Diego for this date. And she meets up with her and her friend Audrey meet up with Colt in the lobby and they have some back and forth and Colt tells us he essentially wants to meet the guy as well. And then Colt is giving her a ride to the date, but then the episode ends and we don't see her on the date. None of that. And then also she's not on the next time on. So I don't know what that means. Are we going to see Debbie? Is this just a waste of our time? Most likely a waste of our time, but good luck to Debbie. You know, we hope you do well and we will see where Debbie goes. Let's move over to big Ed now. Okay. Big Ed the last time you saw him or you heard about him, he was pushing Coyote for a confirmation. Just tell me we're dating. Tell me I'm your boyfriend. And, you know, Coyote said, you need to let things happen naturally. You need to simmer down. You need to stop it and stop forcing the situation. And obviously, Big Ed didn't stop and she left that date. And then Big Ed had planned a cruise, a sunset cruise for him and Coyote for this date. And he had messaged her. He waited for the response, and then the show kind of did good editing where they made it seem like, is she on the boat? Is she not on the boat? Nope, Coyote's not on the boat. Uh, his mom is on the boat. So he took his mom on the cruise instead because Coyote didn't show up. Coyote ghosted him. So now he's all heartbroken, and this I say a boat, I say a cruise. It's it's kind of like a yacht that he privately rented out for just the two of them. Think of um, Steven in the last season of uh, 90 Day Fiance the other way where he proposes on the boat. It's kind of like that boat. And then ultimately he's, you know, sat to his mom, talking to his mom and his mom gives him a little kiss on the cheek. And he says, what did he say? He said something along the lines of, well, I, it wasn't the kiss I was expecting, but at least I got a kiss. Uncomfortable. We can just move on to the next scene with him. And the next scene, we find out that, you know, he's leaving this morning. He's leaving to go back to the States. And he decides, let me message Coyote. I want to try and say goodbye before I leave. Coyote agrees to see him, but privately. So we don't see Coyote on this episode, but we find out that privately he went to see her and Coyote said, let's be friends. And then that translate. Big Ed says, well, you know, she said friends, so I'm going to cut my losses and leave. Big Ed literally would not leave this woman alone until she said, you are my boyfriend. And she said, I am not ready for that. It takes time. And then obviously he kept being so persistent that she calls it off. And he says, well, I'm going to cut my losses and leave. Big Ed ain't shit. 
but you already knew this. We already knew this. Okay. The next time on with Big Ed, he's meeting another woman and he has the same play. He says that, you know, he, uh, he, there's this woman that he's going to make her happy. He knows it's moving fast, but he thinks this may be love. And we only see the feet of this woman. So one of two things is going to happen here. Either this is Liz and he's going back to Liz or it's a whole new person that he's magically in love with out of nowhere. Either way, I'm not ready for it. And, uh, I hate that I have to deal with Big Ed, but Big Ed's going to be here. That wraps the three people that had next times on. Ed, Natalie, Jesse, and Jennifer are the only three that we saw a preview for for next week. I don't necessarily think that means there's only three of them on the episode, but we'll have to wait and see for the next episode and see who is there. Last but not least, let's talk about Sinjin, who makes a return here. Now, Sinjin, last we saw him... He is now gone to Arizona. He's staying with his friend Aaron and his wife, and he's got the couch there. And they take him out for drinks to meet some friends to mingle. He meets this woman there, and he asks her out on a date. And now we're getting ready for his date. He's like dressing up and stuff. He looks in the mirror. He's like, that's good enough for now. You know, he, he the Sinjin out here being like, okay, I think I, I think I qualified for what I have, uh, in the arsenal. And then he tells his friend Aaron, you know, I got in all the crevices. I'm really nervous about this date. I want to make sure everything goes good. And then he decides I'm going to wear this lucky shirt that I have. It's like a button up that he, I guess is lucky for him. So he talks about that. And then he tells his friend, you know, I'm not trying to do a one night stand. I'm not trying to bring someone back here. I respect your space. And and his friend says, you know, this couch is yours. You can do whatever you want here. And, you know, I, as someone who has had guests before, um, who would stay on his couch and they've brought back someone to the couch, uh, I don't endorse it. I don't recommend it. It is not a great situation at all. But, you know, luckily I, I, my bedroom was in the floor above, so I didn't, you know, have to be hearing anything. But then we find out Sinjin tells us that he is a loud haver of the sex. So, he didn't want to bring anyone because of that. I was like, TMI, man, too much information. Please don't tell me all this. So then anyway, we go to their date. They're meeting up at what I can only describe as like a bar that's got a little arcade type situation. Like, you know, some ski ball. There's a dartboard. And this was the most awkward date. He, I don't know what it is with him. I don't know if he doesn't know how to talk to her or, or she's awkward. But there was a lot of staring into each other and like not saying anything. Ultimately, to decide to play some darts. And he comes in confident. Oh, I got this. You know, I'm going to I'm going to beat you. And then he starts, you know, playing darts horribly. But he doesn't get macho about it. The masculinity is not tied into the darts acumen, which she said she liked a lot because him not being insecure about his abilities gives her a good sign. He then confesses to her that he was very nervous about this date coming in. And she tells him that she feels good about him saying that because, you know, she's been in a, some bad relationship in the past. She just got out of a long, long-term relationship and she wasn't sure about dating. So she feels comfortable with him. They walk to the car. There's like an awkward embrace, but then he gets the second date. It's very weird with him. And I don't know where it goes from here, but he's not even on the next time on. So I don't know. Did the date work out? Is there a second date confirmed? No idea. We will see when we see. Okay, that wraps up this episode. I told you it was mint. We're 10 minutes and we're done. Okay, so before you leave here, please, if you can leave a rating or review for this podcast, it would mean the world to me. It will allow people to find this episode, uh, this podcast, rather. It will allow me to get your feedback. And I do appreciate that. So you can go over to robinsonwebsite.com slash 90 day fiance. That's the number nine, number zero day fiance. Additionally, if you have any feedback for me that's not in the form of a review, you can do so 
on Twitter. I'm at Puyaism. You can either DM it to me or at me. I've gotten both types of feedback this season, and I do appreciate it from y'all always. So thank you for that so much. And then also I do stream on Twitch about three, four times a week. And I have a lot of content coming your way there. So if you would like, you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. I am there. And uh, you can use my Twitter to see when I'm live and stuff like that. Okay. So that brings us to the destination here aboard the Hot Mess Express this evening, folks. I hope you've had a lovely time listening. And I appreciate you being here. But I will see you back on the Express next week with Rob. Until then, take care. Have a good one. Goodbye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.